Welcome back to another edition of the Disney Dish Podcast with Jim Hill. It's me, Lantesta, and today we're walking through Tomorrowland in the Magic Kingdom with Jim Hill, and we're talking about all of the things that have happened and all the things that will happen soon in the park. Jim, speaking of things that will happen soon, I noticed there's a construction sign and a construction crane behind you. What's going on? This is where the Tron poster is going to be built shortly, but I want to take a moment here to acknowledge where we are. We are at Lassiter's Lookout, and it's that relatively quiet noise in the background, we have a train that just pulled into the station here. This is where you come to get that beauty shot of a train. Right over the hill here is where work is now underway on the, the Tron coaster, which of course is a somewhat modified clone of the attraction from Shanghai. Okay, let's, uh, let's walk along this walkway. This is the back walkway between Fantasyland and Tomorrowland. It doesn't get a whole lot of traffic, but it's really, really scenic, right? Oh, absolutely. And you'll see Disney repurpose this walkway for various events. I mean, for example, this has been a candy trail for Mickey's Not So Scary. And, you know, if you're looking to get away from the crowds in the park for a little bit, this is the ideal way to get from the new Fantasyland over to Tomorrowland. Oh, fantastic. But anyway, again, as, as you were saying, the big thing coming for the 50th for Tomorrowland is the Tron Coaster. And... And that's going to go back in this area behind there. Well, in fact, you can actually see through the uh, foliage, you can see all the construction equipment back there. Yeah. That's, a, that's a pretty big footprint, isn't it? Absolutely. In fact, you know, but what's kind of interesting, again, to get the kinetic in the park, there will be at least one loop that sort of cuts back out into the park. So people look at it and go, oh, I want right. to ride It's that. actually going to come over the railroad, right? And uh, extend exactly. almost to Autopia, which we see over here. Now, speaking of coming over the railroad, because of the work they're doing now, They've had to create a, you know, a temporary new exit for Space Mountain. Right, and that's, uh, that's coming up here. Yeah, just ahead we can see folks who have just finished riding that classic Tomorrowland thrill ride. How disruptive is this temporary exit for Space Mountain? It doesn't seem like it's a huge inconvenience to me. The big thing that I, that I miss is not being able to see the post-ride scenes in Space Mountain. Well, again, because that used to be your kitchen. Right, exactly. <laughs> you know, when you're adding stuff to a theme park like this that is already so developed, right. in order to bring new things in, you have to take the old things and make changes or have to make them accommodate the new stuff you're bringing in. So it's a minor inconvenience. But when you think what we're going to get in a couple of years, it's well worth it. So, Jim, I've noticed uh, when we came in this morning that uh, the Space Mountain exterior got a brand new coat of light blue paint. It looks really, really good. In fact, i got to say, the maintenance in the park itself has been pretty good uh, over the last couple of months. Is, uh, is this where Disney sort of found a happy medium between cost containment and guest experience? Part of the problem here is that when Disneyland was getting ready for its 50th anniversary, it was coming off of a period where there, frankly, hadn't been a lot of preventative work done. There was a lot of faded paint, that sort of thing. Right. And it was hugely expensive. Uh, they had to rush it. It was, un and it became unnecessarily costly because they rushed it. So this time around, thank goodness, somebody at Disney was paying attention and remembered. And so it's like, look, if we do this over the next three years, it'll be less expensive. Oh, we can, you know, use dedicated teams. The folks who were doing the painting push back and it's like, you understand this is Central Florida, right? Yeah. Where the, where the sun beats down every day with the intensity of literally a thousand suns. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's just sort of the whole notion of, yes, I'll paint it now, but you're going to have me paint it again in 2021. All right, Jim. To our left is 
Space Mountain, which we're walking past right now. Still a venerable attraction. We noticed that for Halloween, Disney did a minor overlay for it where it was completely in the dark and they had different music. How was that received? When you have to tell people that you've done an overlay like that, it's not a successful overlay. <laughs> uh, oh, 25 minute wait. Yep. Not a bad uh, wait for, uh, for Space Mountain right now. By the way, do you remember talking about that patent you discovered? Which one? The patent you discovered about the fabric the shade structures. Oh, right, right. All right, if you look at the palm, the mechanical palm trees over here, you can actually see kind of where Disney got the idea. You have a row of these mechanical palm trees that's open and one that's in the process of opening, so. Oh, that's right, the palm trees move very slowly to, uh, to open as the day uh, begins, so at night they'll, uh, they'll curl up. That's a, it's really interesting technology. It's a great this one touch. Is, for years has been in the half opening thing, but the conceit is that these things would come up out of the same unfold and provide shade. And this was put in as a decorative element in '94 with the turmoil end that never was, but always will be. Right. And now you know here's Susie potentially actually walking the idea out into the world. Jim, I want to uh, talk about one quick thing over here, and that's this uh, this green wall that we see in the distance. Yep. So is this the sister to the purple wall that's over by the Tomorrowland Terrace, the Instagram famous? Uh, well, yeah, I mean, I don't entirely get how the purple wall became a thing, right. but now it is most definitely a thing. We'll walk by. By the way, uh, shout out to Joffrey's here. This is the uh, Joffrey's coffee that we talked about in a previous episode on the history of coffee in, uh, in Walt Disney World. Jim, uh, in the distance, we see the Astro Orbiter and the uh, Tomorrowland People Mover. They seem to be doing some interesting things with the line for the people mover. Yeah, it's, uh, it actually snakes out into the walkways uh, some evenings. Yeah, and, and so I guess they, they've begun sort of pulsing it. There are people who still consider this a ride, a really for real ride. And then on our left, Jim, Carousel of Progress, which also got a new paint scheme. I'm hearing rumors that they are going to update the last winter scene, but I heard they're going to make it retro, not, not try and keep it current. Yes, they are kicking the tires. The problem is that in order to do that, they have to find a new narrator to replace Gene Shepard, who of course right. passed away. You know, we, can't, they, can't they use computer technology to mimic his voice? They're in the process of working on Star Wars Episode Nine, and of course, they've decided that Carrie Fisher, uh, who we lost even before The Last Jedi opened, yep. they're going to have a scene in this of size that they're building out of footage that get cut out of the first and the second film of the new trilogy, The, the Force Awakens and The Last Jedi. And, and what they're doing is they're actually harvesting lots of Carrie Fisher dialogue out of interviews, out of previous films, out of that sort of thing. So, right. you know, you're right. It, it is potentially something they could do. Well, we've seen, uh, we've seen AI programs now that have been trained to mimic the facial movements and the speaking patterns of famous celebrities, right? This is true. So we've seen, uh, we've seen ones where President Obama is talking about like the bombing of Pearl Harbor or something like that, <laughs> which never actually happened. So, I mean, the technology is there, and especially in this particular case where you don't need to mimic speech of everyone. You need to, to mimic the speech of one character in one particular setting with one particular set of words. That seems like that's doable. If you think about all the years that Gene Shepard did radio shows for WROR. Yeah, there's, there's tons of audio. Of yeah. Saying pretty much every word we need. Jim, speaking of things we, uh, we don't need, Stitch's Great Escape, what's going on in here? We have talked previously about the Vanellope von Schweetz racer game. From uh, Wreck-It Ralph. That film actually features sort of a, a giant tribute to Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> it's a major component of that movie, and the notion is that 
Disney's basically waiting to see what the box office of that is. Right. And if it, it passes a certain threshold, because the first film, I want to say, only made 500 million, 600 million worldwide. If it, it turns into another billion dollar hit like Frozen, like Zootopia, yes, that's what this is going to be. But of course, not two weeks ago, Disney admitted that they are going to be making, in the style of the live action Aladdin, in the style of the live action Beauty and the Beast, a live action Lilo and Stitch. Oh, really? They're going to do live action Lilo and Stitch? Yep. They, you know, they do Stitch is a CG character, but the rest of the cast, the rest, at least the human members of the cast, will be really for real actors. And you've got to assume that Stitch, Jumba, and Pleakley will done, be done CG. So this is the famous purple wall. Right, Jim, why don't we, uh, why don't we end the, uh, this episode here? Well, Jim, why don't, we, uh, why don't you push seductively against the uh, famous uh, This is what wall. we do on this show, folks. We connect the dots. Connect Ooh. the dots. Oh, very, very good. Nice, uh, nice ending there, Jim. All right, folks. You've been listening to the Disney Dish Podcast with Jim Hill. Uh, we are produced fabulously by Aaron Adams. Please go into iTunes or Stitcher or take a picture in front of this wall with what you would like to see next and uh, feedback on the show. For Jim, this is Len. We will see you on the next show.